Kelly Rogers, Summit, Sotheby's, Park City. How are ya? On the phone. Um, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I am great. Thank you for asking. Mr. So good to hear your voice. Yours too. It's been a long time. It's been like a year. I know. I know. Amazing. Amazing. But I feel like we speak all the time because of the awesome communication we have. Yes, for sure. Um, and I love that you connected me to Karen and Andy. They're so fun. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah, great people, great realtors such as yourself. And uh, in and interest, and just what's so great about all of you know your whole crew of luxury realtors or leading luxury realtors, I should say, is just each and every one have different facets and talents and depth and whatnot. You know. Uh, Karen just being from Long Island and having that um, having that uh, fiber, so to speak, or cut from that cloth just has a different person. Say Andy hanging out up in Vail, such as yourself in Park City. And then, of course, you have those down uh, in Miami Beach, such as our friend Mr. Tansy is just a rock star. Yes. Doing very well down there with the uh, Ritz-Carlton residences. I just spoke to him oh, yesterday. He, did you? Yeah. Yeah, he's killing it. Yes, he is. He is. And speaking of killing it, though, so are you. Congratulations on your recent successes, especially that incredibly significant one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, this has been obviously for everybody a crazy, crazy time. But, um, you know, the, the volume I'm doing with buyers, I don't have any listings. I had that one lot right. that we featured. And thank you. That was beautiful. Um, and it was sold before it even hit the MLS. And I think this morning when I pulled up the MLS, we had 458 listings. And remember, we have 1,400 agents. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, nobody has listings. And so what is the, and so what is that like right now? What is that atmosphere like for yourself, for people? I mean, people are still clamoring to get into the market, obviously, because people in general are trying to, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that you have the affluent or the wealthy who are still aggressively at an accelerated pace looking to get into markets such as Park City. But then you have Park City, which is that much further at the top of the list. You know, you have your Park Cities, your Vales, your Aspens, which are what they are. You know, and Park City then is of those three at the very top of the list. So what is it like in Park City right now for you in navigating and working with and or potentially working with this type of clientele that's looking to get into the market with such few listings. So it's tricky and a lot of the transactions are done off market or before they hit the market and I definitely have an advantage being with Sotheby's because we've got um, you know the significant market share in town and we announce our new listings before they go public within our company. So I have a head start, you know, on, on everybody else. So when I have my list of buyers and every morning I look at what new listings are coming, I can get in before the public knows about them and lock them up. Right. And so I think it's, um, it's really important to manage the expectations and let the clients know exactly how fast the market's moving. And if I call them and say, something's coming to market next week, we need to move on it now that they're ready to do that. Right, right, exactly. And that, that means no negotiations. That means full price, you know, clean offers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, no BS. No, uh-uh. 
And have you seen any, this is somewhat of a loaded question, but uh, then again, maybe it's not. Have you seen any break in this type of demand and activity since, you know, approximately this time last year? So in the last week, maybe week and a half, um, we've had a bump up in inventory. So um, from a sales perspective, since, um, since the market resurged after it went silent at the beginning of COVID, um, I think just our company, Sotheby's, Park City, just Park City Sotheby's, was pending over a million dollars every week, week after week after week. That trend has continued. Um, when the inventory, you know, when I call up the MLS and I look at today's inventory, when it went under a thousand, it caught my attention and I watched it go all the way down to 400 and I thought, how far down could this go? (laughs) And it went to 380 and it bounced between 380 and 400 listings for about six weeks. And just with like the last, I don't know, seven to 10 days, it has bumped up to 450, which is significant. Right. And it's held at 450 now um, for a little while. So I think we may have hit our bottom in inventory and maybe our peak in in prices. But, you know, that that still remains to be seen. Like, we'll see how this trend goes. If the inventory continues to increase, then maybe we'll see a leveling off. Still, Does that make sense? Uh, no, absolutely, 100. And thank you very much for explaining it so well. That And with respect to that, you know, it's interesting. I think Andy, since you mentioned Andy, uh, has said that Vail seems to be at around, it's always in the 400, she says. And I mean, at the end of the day, in my opinion, you really can't get too much lower because you're always going to have a percentage within that, you know, quote unquote 400 uh, that simply are always, you know, they're going to be there for whatever reason for an extended, right. For an extended period of time. Um, so for the sake of conversation, 450 in park city really means give or take about no inventory at all. Yeah. On a given day on, you know, in a normal time, we have, you know, around 2000 listings, maybe 1700, maybe 2200. So that's why I said when it went under a thousand, that's when it caught my attention. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's been so low. To put it in perspective, you know, we have 400 and whatever it is, 50 listings today. We have over 1,400 agents. And is that total it's market just, or just Sotheby's? That's um, the Park City board. Okay. Yeah. So that's all the agents. Right. Um, <laughs> so you have three agents per <laughs> listing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just nuts. Um and then, you know, the other thing that's been happening, Park City has always been at a much lower price point, you know, entry price point than our competitors, Vail, Aspen, Sun Valley, Jackson. And with COVID and everybody deciding, you know, we want to go west, we want to go to the mountains, they start shopping the different ski markets, ski resort markets, and they realize what a value Park City is. And then they land at Salt Lake International and they're 30 minutes up a big highway and they're here, you know, they're not traveling two hours. They're not flying into small airports. Um, and then they're getting this tremendous value. So it's just, you know, it really has hit everybody's radar. Exactly. And then also along with all of the incredible points that you just touched upon further is that with park city, you truly have one of the greatest ski towns on the planet. 
I mean, easily yeah. easily rivals Aspen. I mean, in my opinion, you know, your top ski town, so to speak. Take the you know the real estate market values out of it, but you've got Aspen, and then you've got Park City with respect to especially in the United States. Because with Vail, you know, it's not really an amazing ski town. It commands the name Vail, and so then along with all the other points you bring, people then really start digging into okay, what do each of these ski markets offer because they're also vastly different whether they they're are. whether they're an hour apart or you know a state apart and i remember when i first did get to park city i realized this literally is the equivalent of aspen and that's so significant and then especially as you mentioned people then start peeling it back and looking at you know the value and just what an amazing area and then also with park city is as you said it's so i mean you can from Los Angeles to uh, Salt Lake City Airport in 45 minutes to an hour tops. Right. That's amazing. And, yeah, it's, go ahead. It's easier for them to fly to Salt Lake and drive to Park City than to go to their ski resorts in California. No, oh, absolutely. Where they're driving, <laughs> what, four or five hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those resorts are not that good in any way whatsoever and do not right. compare to the snow, the ski town life, etc. And are you seeing uh, a significant percentage of buyers uh, coming from outside of the United States borders, or is it primarily that, you know, kind of readjustment, so to speak, of people looking for either their new first home or just spending more time in a ski town that they love or that they're discovering, i.e. Park City? So very few international buyers. There are some, but we don't, we don't see a lot of that. Um, we're seeing the people that have owned second homes here have moved in. And then the people that have contemplated maybe buying a, a second home sometime in the future are doing it now. Um, those that have realized they can work from home are saying, well, gee, if I can work from anywhere, do I want to be in Houston or is there somewhere else I'd rather be? And then, okay. of course, it's Park City. So I would say Texas, California, and then East Coast for sure. But Texas and California um, have just flooded our market. And is it all of California or is it primarily Southern California? I think it's all California. We've got San Francisco, we've got Bay Area, um, LA. And I hear the same thing is actually happening in Scottsdale. They're just getting out of California. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And so then for you, Kelly, as you look at, and obviously, you know, it's this moment in time and things can always change in the uh, blink of an eye. But as you look at now, amazingly, we're already about halfway, we're basically halfway through 2021. How do you, as you know, a leading luxury realtor such as yourself in this unique environment overall, but then also in an even more unique environment in Park City, how do you then, with respect to yourself personally, look at and kind of evaluate and strategize the upcoming months and then pass that if you even can? So, you know, it's all about marketing and staying top of mind, staying in touch with my clients. Most of my business comes from referrals. So, you know, it's just, I think it's just being out there, knowing the market and being ready. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but I think, you know, watching it daily and being able to speak intelligently about it and being able to move quickly because it's not that we don't have inventory to sell it's just moving really fast we don't have standing inventory right but you know looking forward you know, hopefully we'll we'll start to get more inventory hitting the market and i'll start building up my listing inventory again 
it's become super competitive, which causes all of us to go back and really sharpen our skills and, right. you know, have top, top, top notch marketing, which is, you know, definitely being with Sotheby's an advantage for me because we've got an entire advertising agency under our roof. Right. Video has become super important. So every listing that we take, it's video. But I think it's just positioning myself to be ready as the market starts to shift back. Right. And then also I would imagine that with respect to what, something that I would think is a, an exceptional vantage point and then also just keeps it um, it keeps it exciting is, you know, obviously now you have your magical summer up in Park City and mm-hmm. then you get to transition into which I'm sure is a component of your, as you mentioned, your referrals and your networking, but then, you know, becoming top of mind again in a different sort of way with respect to, okay, here comes the winter season. And it's the, and this winter season, how exciting is this going to be in that it's going to be, I, I would imagine now that we're discussing it, this winter season is going to be one of the most exciting in the United States than we've ever really experienced in our lifetime because you literally had a winter season that was wiped away. And now people are going to be coming back into this winter season more excited than they've ever possibly thought they were because one of their greatest, you know, one of the greatest components of their life, if they are skiers or snowboarders or just love spending winters in their winter wonderlands, they now can have it back and they're not going to want to lose it again. No, you're exactly right. And while we did have a a good ski season, being all masked up and socially distanced (laughs) and places closed, you know, we got out there, we skied, we got fresh air, but, you know, we didn't get the experience. So I think you're right. I think this upcoming season, assuming that, you know, nothing shifts backwards with COVID, I think will be one of our best ever. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And you're, you're, of course, correct in that, yes, people were out skiing, people were out snowboarding, but most of the restaurants were closed. Uh, most mm-hmm. of the bars were closed. And as you and I both know, um, you don't have to be a raging partier to uh, understand the statement, but it's still just about being out in that atmosphere. That's what makes the ski town life, in my opinion, so magical is, you know, again, what a quote unquote ski town means, the restaurants, right. the dynamics, the life. And when you take that away, it definitely, it uh, it turns what really to a certain extent how you just mentioned it. Yes, you were out skiing and snowboarding, but it just makes it more of that, you know, I was out working out. But I wasn't right, 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 right. Wasn't I know living. the reward of a hard ski day is the opera ski, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, That's so right. that will that will be really, really exciting. I I think. And then and again, going back to what we were discussing at the beginning of this conversation is you take that and then you have it in a uh, a park city. I think, and that's really exciting too. And just another. And this all plays back into, of course, you and luxury real estate is it's just another facet of the economy that's not only going to come back full force, but it's going to also accelerate that much further. You know, I think that the ski industry is just going to absolutely because also in the United States, something else that I'm sure you're starting to see and will continue to see is not only can people travel again, you know, we went from being in an interesting uh, state of affairs with respect to how not great we were doing in handling COVID and the number of deaths we were experiencing in sickness to now being at the other end of the spectrum and really being almost that shining beacon on a hill with respect to how well we've done with vaccinations and whatnot. So you're going to have people in the United States not only able to travel, but they really have to travel within the United States because international travel is still very much what it is 
with mm-hmm. COVID affecting the rest of the world. So you're going to have people starting to travel uh, more aggressively than they have and more pointedly and thought out more succinctly and thus, you know, really taking into account where do we want to spend our ski season? How much more time can we spend there? This time, let's just not make it a trip. Let's buy and stay there for as long as we can. And so thus, again, I would think there'd be even a, more of a surge going into this winter season with respect to purchasing a dream luxury home from Kelly Rogers up in Park <laughs> City. <laughs> you know what? You may be totally right. There could be another surge. I think... Um... I think this summer will be interesting because now that people, like you said, can travel and aren't traveling internationally, you know, our summers have become as busy as our winters. So um, concerts will start in July and that's when everybody kind of descends upon Park City. Um, And it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be a good telltale sign of what's to come in the winter season as we get through the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Good point. And, and how exciting for you. That's right around the corner. And yeah, the summer in, you know, when I first moved to, um, you know, tell you ride in that Aspen, you know, people always, as I'm sure you say to people, Oh, well you come for the skiing and you stay for the summer. And people laugh at that statement at first and roll their eyes, but then you really experience it. And it's true because the summers in park city, et cetera, are just mind blowing. They're so much fun. Our editor-in-chief, actually, maybe you could meet with her if you had a few minutes. She's going to be up there in a few weeks at Stein Erickson. I would love to meet with her. Yeah, I think that's actually uh, that's actually a great opportunity. I'm glad that uh, we just discussed that. Jamie would absolutely love to meet with you. She'll be there for three or four days. Okay. Yeah, if you would exchange our um, emails, then I'll reach out to her and make sure we meet. That'd be fantastic. We will do that. All okay. right. Kelly, I know you are one of the busiest people on the planet. I so appreciate us being able to take this time. So thank you so much. Is there anything that I didn't ask you or that we didn't talk about um, right now before I let you go? I don't think so. I think we covered it well, and thank you so much. Awesome, Kelly. Have an amazing Friday and weekend in one of the greatest places on the planet. And Judd, you do the same. Pleasure (laughs) to catch up. All right, Kelly. Take care. Bye. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.